0: Hollow footfalls echoing through empty corridors, the primal reaction of flesh brushed by an unseen touch, shadowy figures slipping between the moss-covered boles of ancient trees, strange calls issuing from not-quite-human throats piercing the stillness of the night, unusual lights and objects streaming across darkened skies, stolen minutes and a void filled with obscured and disturbing memories. These occurrences and more are called by many whispered names in many countries around a world we believe we know so well. All of these things share a common thread. I'm Charles Romans, and welcome to the Pathways Leading to the Shadows of Legend. Hello and welcome to Shadows of Legend. Today we have Danny Leg, a West Virginia man who has had some strange experiences that he'd like to share with us. How are you doing today?
1: Pretty good, how are you?
0: Doing pretty good so far talked about uh, several different things here, and I think the one that you wanted to share today was involving a train. Is that correct?
1: That's correct.
0: Okay, well, just if you don't mind, give us a little bit of background and tell your story.
1: So this happened somewhere in Fayette County, West Virginia. I was, I guess, 17 or 18. It was 2018. I was about to ship off to boot camp, and so were two of my friends. So we decided to get together one last time before we all left. And we chose to just go by a river, build a campfire, really with no plans. We had no intentions of camping out or anything quite yet, but so just we go down friends hanging,
0: the, I'm sorry to interrupt. Just some friends ahead. hanging out in the woods in in other words and join your company for the last time.
1: Pretty much, yeah. It's a typical setup as far as the area goes. It was, you know, like a back road and then we park on the back road, walk down through a little bit of woods and it opens up to a railroad track which we cross over, and then a steep gravel bank down to the river. We're on the river, get the campfire going, and then we just kind of sit there and talk with each other. I really don't know how long we were there, maybe 20, 30 minutes, and then all of a sudden we hear a man's voice go, Hey! And some other stuff that we couldn't really tell what he was saying. So it went on for a little bit, so we decided to put out the fire, and we listened again and we heard it again. So we make our way back up the steep gravel bank, but of course there's a train coming now. We can see the lights and the smoke and we can hear it. So we decided to kind of, cause it's illegal to trespass on railroad property. So we just lay low for a little bit kind of on the bank and just wait for it to pass and as the train's coming we hear something else behind us down where the river is and we all turn around and draw our attention to that and when we turn back the train's gone we didn't really think much of it but later we started talking and realized you know trains don't stop and go in reverse they don't stop on a dime there there was really no fork in the railroad track.
0: That was uh, actually uh, stuck out in my mind as you're telling the story. Looking behind you to view something and turning back around, there wouldn't have been enough time for a train to go ahead and make its way along the tracks and pass beyond your view. So essentially this right. train just disappeared.
1: That's kind of what we were thinking. Well, we didn't really think much of it, and then we kind of worked it through in our brains afterwards and realized, you know, trains don't stop, couldn't have passed through, because it was only a split second that we turned around. And it almost kind of sounds like a movie-type deal where you turn around and then turn back around and the thing's gone in a split second. But, you know, there's no forks in the railroad track. Like we said before, trains don't stop on a dime. It can't go in reverse. We don't know where it went. And we still would have heard the noise no matter what it did because you can hear trains for miles.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it typically takes a mile for a train to stop from what yes. I understood. Now, it might be interesting to note you were watching the train come at you, and this is dark, correct? Yes, it's nighttime. So, basically, what you're seeing is the lights from this train. Did you catch any other details other than the lights and the noise and everything of this train approaching?
1: We did see smoke, the lights, and then we could hear it. And there was for sure a train coming. That's why we were kind of, most of our body was down the bank, and then we just had our heads peeking up because we didn't want to be seen on railroad property. So we were hiding from the train that was clearly coming, and then poof, it was just gone like that.
0: So you say you and your friends talked about this after it happened. Did you by any chance do any research on the history of the tracks in that area to maybe get uh, some kind of insight on how this could have happened?
1: Together we didn't, but I've done a little bit of my own. I couldn't really find anything on that specific area, but down the river, I guess, somewhere, I don't really remember where all this was either. There had been a few train wrecks, a couple deaths, but nothing really too close to it, but definitely within the county and along the same river. And then I actually, I guess a few years later, went to a, I think, some type of bookstore. And I went to the horror section and found a little West Virginia area in the book section. And it was a book called Legends in West Virginia, Paranormal Legends, something like that. I pick it up, and I'm not joking, the first page that I flipped to said Ghost Trains in West Virginia. And I didn't read anything on it. I It kind of freaked me out. So I just closed the book and put it back <laughs> on the shelf. But well, I, uh, I
0: can understand that.
1: I mean, other than that, I've never heard of ghost trains, really. I've heard the term, but not, you know, I, I try to Google it. I don't really see much on it. So I don't really understand much about it.
0: Were you able to discuss this with anyone else from the area that may perhaps an older individual that might have had some personal history with it?
1: No, but working my job now, I go into a lot of people's homes and I've spoke to them about it. And they said they've had, you know, grandparents or whoever talk about ghost trains, but really vague stories, nothing that gave me answers, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I mean, it's hard to get specific information because history kind of blurs things, yes. especially if it's a retelling through the generations. Sometimes important things are missed. But the sightings of spectral trains are actually as common as sightings of, of spectral ship. And it's not been too long ago, you know, historically, that most tracks travel through the country was on train.
1: You know, I was kinda of thinking the same thing with ghost ships also. Yes. Uh kinda of similar, but that also makes me wonder where they come from. How does a physical non living thing have a spirit or if, even if it is a spirit, that's something I don't understand. But I've also heard of time slips, and I was actually... My story was on another podcast, and they had the idea that we were in a time slip, and we had either slipped back in time or maybe the train slipped into our our time, something like that. So,
0: Well, that's a possibility. There is a school of thought, of course, that everything's happening really all at the same time. We just can't perceive it all at the same time. So possibly there was thinning in the membrane of time for... lack of a better term, that allowed you to peek through into that other period. I'm kind of curious though, is there any other, or have you heard rather, any other strange occurrences in that area?
1: Not really, because the area was new to me. And like I said, I was about to leave to boot camp. So Mm -hmm. since that happened, I hadn't really been back to that area. And I'd never been there really in the first place other than that. So Uh, something that I would like to look into.
0: So now, have you experienced any other strange occurrences since that time?
1: Nothing like that, but actually the other day, me and my wife just moved into a new apartment a couple weeks ago. And the other day, I was home alone. I was sitting by my PlayStation with my dog, and the dog was laying on the ground. I was turned away from the PlayStation, and I saw my TV turn on. I saw the light out of the corner of my eye, and then I hear the beep of the PlayStation turn on. And I look and it's all on and the controllers are sitting on the desk and the remote for the TV also sitting on the desk and the dog was on the ground taking a nap and I was just turned away playing on my phone. It's actually on the phone. And then, well, I've had that PlayStation for probably five years now and it's never turned on by itself until we moved here and then i go downstairs still on the phone with the same friend i was on the phone before and i was standing in front of the refrigerator completely still and same thing with my dog he was on the ground again completely still and a whiskey bottle just falls off the top of the refrigerator and it landed right behind me. But I keep those bottles towards the center and I hadn't touched it all day. So it should have been towards the center, but it fell right off the refrigerator right behind me.
0: So there was no vibration in the ground or anything like that might've caused this.
1: No, I thought about that. I wasn't walking. I was completely still. So was my dog. The washer and dryer are actually on the same floor, and they were not on or anything. I kind of went through and made sure, and the dishwasher's right beside it. It wasn't on, but that was just kind of weird. I don't, I don't know what could have made that fall from the center of the refrigerator, but it did somehow.
0: Well, you know, typically in paranormal circumstances, things will get moved, knocked off of counters. But now it seems to me that if it was on top of your refrigerator, that you would know that it was up in a spot where if it fall off, it would cause damage so you would secure that in some way.
1: Yes, that's why I keep it in the center. They're not towards the edge at all. They're right in the center of the refrigerator. So that's what kind of surprised me. And. The weird thing is, it didn't break from falling all the way on top of the refrigerator, which is probably six foot high.
0: Yeah, you would think it would break.
1: Yeah, that's the weird thing about it.
0: So now, did you have other strange experiences in this new apartment?
1: Nothing like that. The only other thing, and this could be debunked or excused pretty easily, my dog sometimes will just look up the stairs and bark, but that could be explained as the neighbors in their upstairs moving around. But that is kind of weird. But other than that, no, not really.
0: So, are there any other strange experiences? That, uh, that you've had over the
1: One, that I wouldn't consider paranormal. More, it, I think, a UFO.
0: Okay. Would you care to elaborate on that?
1: Sure. So, as I was talking about going to boot camp before, I was in the Marine Corps. four years, and we would do training out in the desert in California. So this training is called Integrated Training Exercise. So it brings together different jobs across the Marine Corps, you know, people in the air wing who work on planes and things like that, people that are in artillery. I was personally a mortarman in the infantry, so it's just a melting pot of all jobs across the Marine Corps and you'll know why that's important later. But we lived in these things, called them hooches. They're also called case bands. It's basically if you take a tin can, chop it in half and lay it down like a dome, I guess. Uh, We lived in those, and there were rows of them, and there's probably 12 in a row maybe, so kind of long. We would... At nighttime, we would just kind of hang out inside or outside on the phone, but this night we were inside of the Hooches, and we had one person outside on his phone talking to his girlfriend or whatever, and he comes inside and says, hey, everybody come look at this. This is really weird. We go outside, and there's, think it was five red dots that made up a triangle in the sky. And eventually, they stay there for so long that everyone in the hooches makes their way out, probably between five and ten minutes that it's just staying there in the sky. And we all got our pictures of it. Everyone was saying, you know, aliens are coming to get us, whatnot. We all go back inside. We talk about it. And then the next morning, we go around asking people who weren't in our area at the time on the base, you know, did you guys see that? What did you think it was? This is why the whole melting pot of jobs comes into play. This is why that was important. So we had people saying they were illumination rounds. But I'm a mortarman, and I have shot illumination rounds plenty of times. And them being red light, not moving at all, with no smoke, is very uncharacteristic of illumination rounds
0: of any sort. If you wouldn't care to explain what the difference
1: would be. Yeah, so these stayed put in the sky. They had no smoke trails, and they were red. So the illumination rounds that we shot and that artillery shoots, they're more yellow, I guess, kind of like fire. And they slowly fall from the sky. Well, faster than that. They're pretty fast, but they're on a parachute, and sometimes you can see the parachute and you can see a smoke trail. They're affected by wind. So if the wind's blowing, they move left and right. So it would be
0: highly unlikely that they would remain stationary for any length of time whatsoever.
1: Yes, and these red lights that we've seen were up there for, like I said, between five and 10 minutes. I don't know, I was pretty distracted by them, but it, it was up there long enough for everyone in that row of hooches to come out and look at them, take pictures, videos, and then they just kind of disappeared. One thing I forgot to mention, When they disappeared, actual illumination rounds went over top of them. And you could tell the difference because, like I said, they, they fell faster and they had a smoke trail behind them. And when those illumination rounds popped off on top of them, that's when the thing disappeared. And in the pictures that I have, you can see a black body underneath, which makes a triangle.
0: So... What would you estimate? I don't know the distance makes it difficult, but if you were to estimate how large do you think this object would be with the light?
1: See, I get asked that a lot, and it's really hard to tell, but I would say maybe the size of a football field maybe a little smaller and I'm talking about the base of the triangle that's probably how long I would estimate that it was
0: so you're talking about a very large craft if, if it was yes. a...
1: if it was a craft yes uh, it... it seemed pretty large and it was pretty high in the sky over top of the desert mountains
0: now of course everybody well some people would try to disprove this and say oh it was just you know some other government branch that was doing experimental flights or things along those lines what would you say about that well
1: that That's where the whole melting pot of jobs comes into play again. We had people who worked on aircraft, and they pretty much know all the aircraft across the other branches, and they said that did not look familiar. I don't think we own any other than the stealth bombers. Those are the only things that are triangle. They don't stay in the sky like that and just sit there with red dots. You know, none of us were people who were in top-secret jobs, I guess, so we wouldn't really know about experimental things, but from the known aircraft that we know about, no. And it very well could be some type of experimental, futuristic type aircraft, but none of us recognized any of it.
0: To back up here just a little bit. Was there any noise involved with this sighting?
1: No. No noise. It was completely quiet. It just sat there peacefully until it disappeared. But the weird thing about it was, after that had happened, a bunch of helicopters were circling the base, military helicopters, which was strange because there was no um, exercise going on at the time, and they hadn't flown at night over top of our base at all until that happened. Usually if they fly and do circles, they're doing it over a training area, not the living area i guess you would call it so they would fly out to where they're training and then do their operations there and then come back never seen them just circle the base like they did they probably did it for 15 to 20 minutes which so, was strange
0: so now would you say that they were searching for something or patrolling cause of something?
1: That's what I was thinking. i had never seen them do that, so I don't know what that what that was. But yeah, that's kind of the conclusion that me and other people have come up with, that they were searching for whatever that was. I don't know if the illumination rounds that popped off over top of it were an attempt to shoot it down or just light it up. I, I really don't know.
0: One other thing I wanted to ask you about the illumination rounds themselves. Their standard issue, in other words, whether your group or a different group were firing these rounds, they would all appear the same. They consistency among. Them.
1: Yes because I was stationed on the east coast and we also had people from units on the west coast that were artillery and mortars which we both shoot illumination rounds and they all agreed that they've never seen illumination rounds like that and that was even with people in the air wing because they do shoot illumination rounds and I asked them if that was something from helicopter or other aircraft and they said no they've never seen that either so they were they're all basically like a yellow a shade of yellow or orange like a candle basically so I've never seen red and then no one I spoke to said that they have ever seen red either
0: typically red is considered to be like an emergency color so they don't use those on just standard practice i mean it w- would be uh, for emergency no no reason for them to make a specific round that color is, is what it was getting
1: at yeah because red if you think about it we use red lenses on our flashlight for lower light So we're not seen as easily. Yes. So I don't know why an illumination round would be red. And then they weren't flares because flares also have kind of the smoke trail and they fall pretty fast too. Well, faster than what those were falling.
0: So was there ever any official explanation or even acknowledgement
1: of this? Not that I'm aware of. I would like for there to be. And that's still kind of skeptical over it. I don't, I haven't called it one way or another, but that's one reason why I'm still skeptical because I feel like it would be spoke about more. And it's possible that it was some type of training because we were in a training area. But no, there's been no word on it. But that's what makes me think it maybe it was just some type of training thing. But the one thing that sticks with me is the black triangle body underneath of it that's what that's what's getting me right now but other than that i'm still open-minded about it and just waiting for an explanation
0: well i mean if you were to to venture an explanation of your own based on what you know right now what do you believe this was
1: i don't think i have a set conclusion yet um to me it's either some type of experimental craft like you brought up but i also don't believe that either from what i said earlier or it was of alien craft which i'm trying so hard not to believe i really try to be a skeptic the best i can and stay open minded but i mean i'm i'm leaning towards some type of weird alien craft or maybe some type of spy craft from another country like russia another developed country but it's nothing i've ever seen before and nothing anyone that i talked to in the marine corps none of them have seen anything like it either so that makes me think either alien or experimental craft from another government maybe trying to spy on our training or something
0: that's a, a possibility now this time frame when this happened Were there any other occurrences of any kind of strange goings on?
1: Well, I actually spoke to a guy, I won't say his name, kind of a famous guy for this type of thing. He was telling me that he's seen similar things kind of in the area. I don't know if they're around the same time, but definitely within five years of that.
0: Well, there's a school of thought, If if you want to go the route of believing this is an extraterrestrial, that they visit certain areas repeatedly, as though they're gathering information and then updated information at a later period. Do you think that's a possibility?
1: Yeah, kind of weird also because the desert seems to be one of those places. I don't know if that's because there's a lot of military bases in desert, but yeah, it could be either a desert thing or they're trying to gather information on the military. Yeah, that's that's a possibility, I would say. Maybe some type of reconnaissance.
0: And that would be a possible explanation. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times wanting to, to remain skeptical. Is that because you want some more solid evidence before you make a decision on something?
1: Yeah, that's how I go about pretty much everything in life, especially paranormal and supernatural things. Yeah, that's, I want to have pretty good evidence. But I also know at the same time that with paranormal and supernatural, you're not going to have concrete evidence or scientific evidence that can prove or disprove it. So I don't know. I guess that's just how I am about most things. In the first place, with everything in life, I'd like to have evidence for. I fully believe it, I guess.
0: Well, see, that's a solid, grounded way looking at the world of course as the old saying if you remove everything that's not the solution then what remains regardless of how improbable is the solution yeah that's true so going forward in life are you actively looking to experience more of these strange occurrences or are you more reserved and just willing to recognize them if they happen but not go looking for them how would you describe yourself
1: i would say it's kind of a mixture of both Uh, i definitely don't go looking for it but if it happens then i do like the experience i just like weird things that give me something to think about for a while but no i definitely don't go seeking things out like that but i do think they're cool because who isn't interested in things that you can't explain
0: humans are curious they like puzzles so that would kind of be the ultimate puzzle, I would think.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. But no, I definitely don't go playing with Ouija boards and things like that, trying to seek it out. But when it comes my way, I'm, I'm not really scared of things like that. But, yeah, I think it's exciting.
0: So what would you take to people who were skeptical? about strange occurrences
1: keep being skeptical i mean it's just that's just how i see everything like i said before keep being skeptical only because it's just weird it's not something that you can explain and i think you should be skeptical about everything because i know people i think what made me skeptical is i know people that buy into all of these things and it makes me want to disprove them but at the same time i know something weird is going on out there but you should always remain skeptical about that type of thing i would say
0: Uh, It's a good, solid belief system. So is there anything else that you would like to share with us?
1: Not off the top of my head. Those are really the only things that I've ever experienced, just the ghost train, the UFO. Well, actually, this one could be explained. This was a couple weeks ago. I seen another weird thing in the sky. I was driving home. I was in Ohio. This was at the Ironton Russell Bridge. Yes. I think. Is that the big white one? Yes. Okay, so I was driving on the Ohio side, heading towards that. I believe it's eastbound on 52. And I seen up in the fog, I seen like a, it almost looked like a lighthouse, like the, you know, like a beam circling around. Yes. But it was really high. And I'm not sure if there's a lighthouse on that river or not, or even just that type of light. But it was, I think, on the other side of that bridge, eastbound, and it just circled around and I recorded it. And then when I got closer, it just stopped. But the only reason I think that's weird is because... The altitude or the elevation that it was at seemed pretty high for even the bridge or any type of lighthouse. And when I drive by that area, I look and I've never seen anything that high.
0: That is is an interesting and curious experience there. And if it were repeated, perhaps you could study it again. I'm not really sure of any fixed lights that might have that type of altitude.
1: Yeah, because it was above the bridge, and when I drive by there, I don't see anything higher than that bridge in that area. The only explanation I would think is maybe on top of a mountain past it, but it seemed a little closer than where the mountains were. It seemed almost right over the river, which, I mean, it would make sense for a lighthouse to be there, but I've never seen one, or that type of light. But it was, I would think that a lighthouse would stay on all night. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about that.
0: Well, you would think that anytime it was needed, it would be lit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of experiences with lighthouses, so I'm not too sure. Uh, but to me, a lighthouse would stay on because this was about, I think it was 6 15, which is about an hour after Good Start. Um, it gets dark. This time of year, but I would think a lighthouse. What's that?
0: I said, this time of year, yes, it, it would be dark by then.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it just got dark. I don't know. To me, lighthouses would stay on for a while, but it shut off pretty quick after it started, which doesn't make that much sense to me.
0: Have you experienced that same thing again? Or is that just a single time that you experienced that?
1: That's the only time I've seen it. Uh, I have driven through that area at night a few times after that, but I've never seen anything like that, which is why it kind of, that and then the altitude that it was at are what make me curious about it.
0: Well, is there any other stories that you'd like to share with them?
1: No stories, but I'll add one more thing to that one. The guy that I spoke about earlier who was tracking my other story about the weird lights in the sky, he uh, I sent that video to him. Yes, the the spinning light, and he said he's seen that a few times. People have sent that to him, and he's debunked a few, and then there's a few that are still up in the air. So he said he'll get back to me on that, but hopefully he can either debunk it or maybe not, but we'll see.
0: Well, I would like to get some updated information on that when
1: you get it. Yeah, he said he'll reach out to me, and then he'll reach out to me on the, uh, the other lights too. So if you want some updated stories on that Then i'd be more than happy to share but i'd like to keep that guy kind of anonymous Mm -hmm. i don't want to steal his spotlight oh it's
0: understood definitely and that's not a problem at all
1: but yeah as soon as he updates me i'll update you and then maybe i'll have some other weird things maybe some more whiskey bottles will get dropped (laughs) off from our refrigerator or something
0: well always feel free to share any strange occurrence where we're waiting to listen to him but uh, i'd be more than happy to But for the moment, thanks a lot for coming on here and talking to us and sharing your story. And you have a good afternoon. You too. Thank you. Thank you. This is Charles Romans. And on behalf of myself and our guests, thank you for joining us on this walk through the Shadows of Legend. If you like what you heard, please follow us and visit our website at shadowsoflegend.com and support our Patreon page to help keep the content flowing. And if you would like to be a guest and share your own brush with a stranger paranormal, don't hesitate to email us and include a contact number. The strange and surreal, the normal, and the paranormal are all aspects of the world in which we live. As you reflect upon the stories we have shared, keep in mind that the people sharing these stories are actual, real people just like us. Were the stories shared compelling enough to be given credibility, or should they be relegated to the deeper part of the shadows? But when determining this, it might be a good idea to keep an open mind because when we look around, we might discover that our own world is less brightly lit than we once thought. Until next time, I'll be waiting for you in the shadows of legend.